The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Cruise Radio is brought to you by insuremytrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at insuremytrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If you missed last week's show, it's definitely worth a listen. We are broadcasting live over in Galveston, Texas on the Lido deck aboard Carnival Freedom. A really, really good show there. You can find it at CruiseRadio.net, iHeartRadio, or just type in Cruise Radio at iTunes. On this show, we'll get a review of Norwegian Cruise Line's Norwegian Epic. Yeah, from a listener who recently just got off of her. But first, as always, it's Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Doug. Calling all Star Wars fans, Disney has a little treat for you. Was that my cue? That would be your cue. <laughs> well, uh, starting in 2016, Doug, uh, passengers aboard eight select sailings aboard Disney Fantasy are going to experience... Star Wars at Sea. As you know, Disney uh, purchased uh, Lucasfilm's uh, uh, Star Wars uh, franchise. Uh, the, new, the, new, the new film, Star Wars, uh, was it seven, is uh, slated to come out uh, later this year uh, in December of uh, uh, 15. And uh, they're going to have uh, Star Wars days on Disney Fantasy, which if you're looking for a galaxy far, far away, somewhere <laughs> in the Western Caribbean, uh, this is going to be a whole lot of fun for a lot of people, uh, people you know of, of all ages yeah. are going to have fun uh, being able to experience not only Mickey Mouse, but Darth Vader, the Stormtroopers, Chewbacca, and some of their other favorite Star Wars characters. I love Disney's publicity photo that has Chewbacca by the Disney smokestack. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. I mean, they're all great. I mean, the, you know, the, the cute picture of the little kid that normally you see Mickey Mouse, you know, walking down the promenade deck with a little boy. And what they did is they had Darth Vader and two stormtroopers escorting the little boy. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, Stuart, about uh, the Carnival Vista, how it got leaked out by the port of Miami on where the ship's going. But Carnival actually released some details. What did we hear? So essentially, the details came out in a Miami-Dade Commission meeting detailing the, the facts surrounding the contract terms. So it did emerge that uh, Carnival Vista, Carnival's largest ship uh, ever built, will be homeported in Port Miami after... A, uh, her summer season in Europe, a few sailings up in New York, and then she's going to come down and she will replace Carnival Breeze doing six and eight night Eastern, Western and Southern Caribbean sailings. If you're cruising Norwegian Cruise Line, expect to pay a little bit more in gratuities. Well, it's, it's interesting, Doug. I love when they say uh, suggested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it elicits so many different uh, concepts and, and thoughts. Um, as far as what what that means, I mean they 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 say it's suggested, but they charge you for it, and you have to fight tooth and nail to get out of it if you're getting, <laughs> receiving such bad service. Uh, not not them specifically. It's it's a lot of the cruise lines. So it's you know it's really almost. I mean I don't know how they call it. Um, you know don't call it mandatory <laughs> uh, because essentially that 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 is what it, what 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 they're doing is they're they're forcing people to charge it. And what's interesting with Norwegian is that. 
they're the only cruise line that actually stipulates in the passenger contract that, that actually details the gratuities, Doug, that not all of the money that you intended to go to your waiter, your busboy, your cabin steward actually go to them. Oh, boy. That uh, a lot of the money goes to those individuals. Uh, some of the other uh, service uh, employees throughout the ship, and then they also keep a percentage of it for training purposes. And it's like, what you know, that's not what I intended or what you told me the money was going for. <laughs> so it's, but you know, when you're sitting there charging people additional money for a nominal charge, I mean, we're still paying. Let's say when you go to a restaurant, you're still paying 15% gratuity or more. And that hasn't changed yet. The, you know, the cruise lines and NCL in this case is now increasing their suggested or mandatory tipping guidelines uh, to twelve ninety five per day. So essentially, it's it's about a dollar more per person per day is what they're charging. And they say, well, we haven't raised this since two thousand nine, but. You know, so but what additional services are you providing for the additional money? Yeah, so it was at twelve dollars per person per day. And now it's twelve ninety five, and then it's fourteen ninety five uh, if you're in a mini suite. So uh, yeah, okay. Holland America has a new ship coming out in 2016 called the Koningsdam, and we're going to see some new dining venues on this one. Well, we're going to see a French seafood restaurant along with a Dutch cafe. Uh, so, you know, this is going to be Holland America's largest ship. Uh, Koningsdam is going to be 99,500 tons, 2,650 passengers. It's now being built in, uh, in Italy at the uh, Fincantieri. And uh, so they're going to have this really nice new French restaurant uh, called uh, Celle de Mer, or Salt of the Sea in French. And uh, they're going to have a contemporary twist, and they'll have, you know, different kinds of, of seafood uh, in addition to it. Uh, they'll also have... The uh, Dutch Cafe, which, you know, I mean, it does come from the, it does reflect the company's uh, heritage. And they are going to have such favorites as, uh, the, I think, one of the best Italian restaurants on any cruise ship, which is Canaletto's. They're going to have uh, Tamarin, which is their uh, Asian-themed restaurant as well. And, of course, the Pinnacle Grill. So, I mean, they have a lot of really nice restaurants that are going to be featured on board, uh, including these new additions, the uh, Dutch and French restaurants. I am happy to see that Holland America adding some new venues on because we haven't really seen anything new since, what was it, Tamaran? Tamarand? Tamarand was the, the last major dining. Yeah. Well, remember also they uh, they take uh, Pinnacle Grill. Oh, that's right. And that one night and they make it Le Cirque. Sure. Which is yeah. the French restaurant. So I, I believe this new French restaurant uh, essentially is going to be instead of Le Cirque. Cool. Very good. The judge has slammed the gavel down and said guilty on the captain of Costa Concordia. He was sentenced. Uh, what did he get? Well, uh, as he's um, been uh, crowned uh, Captain Coward, right? Uh, he was found guilty of manslaughter of the 32 people that uh, died on board Costa Concordia. Um, he got 16 years in jail, which is 10 less than what had been originally sought after. Uh, he was also found guilty of causing the wreck and for deserting his post. As you know, he uh, deserted the ship and uh, essentially left the uh, the passengers to fend for themselves once he uh, crashed the ship purposefully and thankfully uh, into the uh, shallow uh, areas off of uh, Gilio after the ship was struck southeast of the uh, of island of the island on that note we've been talking with Stuart Shearer on the cruise guy find him on Twitter at cruise guy or online cruiseguy.com thank you man hey my pleasure Doug check out our blog the video page and interact at cruiseradio.net how many times have you said 
That'll never happen to us. Vacations are a big investment with both time and money, and they should be protected. For over a decade, InsureMyTrip.com has been the online travel insurance leader, offering the best plans from the most trusted providers. Our licensed and award-winning customer service team makes sure you have the right coverage for your travel. To find out why over 98% of travelers would recommend InsureMyTrip, visit InsureMyTrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Bill Panoff is the president and CEO of the PPI Group and the editor-in-chief of Porthole Cruise Magazine. We love Porthole here at Cruise Radio. Uh, We had a listener question about Caribbean port shopping, so we brought Bill Panoff on the program to answer and uh, tackle some of these questions. So first off, Bill, how's it going, my friend? It's terrific. It's uh, it's been a great season, and uh, the Caribbean islands are becoming more and more sophisticated. There are more opportunities for shopping in these ports, and the cruise guests, you know, love shopping. It's very high on their uh, agenda in terms of things to do in the ports of call next to shore excursions. Uh, people always want to buy something from a port as a memory of their uh, their cruise vacation. What's the big attraction of shopping in the Caribbean? Like, what makes people want to shop there? Two things. Number one, the variety of stores that are available in the ports of call. Uh, many of the ports obviously have uh, a number of stores that are indigenous to the port. For example, uh, if you were going to go to uh, St. Lucia, for example, there are a number of stores in St. Lucia that you could only find in, in St. Lucia that sell a lot of local crafts and things that are made on the island. If you go to St. Martin, which is largely a duty-free port, uh, you'll see a lot more electronics and diamonds and jewelry and watches. So there's always a mix of local merchandise um, brand merchandise and uh, great buys on diamonds, gold, and things of that nature in each port of call. It depends also on the uh, the duty-free status of the port. Some ports have uh, larger import duties than others, which makes it less attractive for the consumer. You know, some ports have more attractive import duties, so the con- consumer uh, can, you know, reap those benefits from the retail in terms of pricing. All right, so how about like diamonds? Uh, everyone's always pushing diamonds in the Caribbean. Like how much cheaper are diamonds in the Caribbean versus me going to Kate Jewelers here in Jacksonville and picking up a rock there? There's a number of diamond retailers on the, on the islands, but the one in particular that uh, has the greatest mass is a company called Diamonds International. Mm-hmm. And Diamonds International is by far the largest single retailer uh, in the Caribbean for diamonds. And they uh, they buy direct, you know, from De Beers. Uh, they are a site holder and many other uh, – therefore, they can pass on that buying power to the consumer. And that uh, usually translates into amazing, amazing deals. They're buying like from the mine? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. In many cases, they're buying directly from the mine. Huh. Yeah. How are these stores vetted? Like how do we know they're legit? We, uh, we as a company go into each store and uh, obviously we mystery shop each store before we even entertain uh, any kind of opportunity for them mm-hmm. uh, in terms of exposure to the cruise guests. Uh, we make sure that they're reputable, number one, that they sell legitimate merchandise. Many of them carry you know, very high-end brands, which automatically tells you that they're a legitimate operation like 
Cartier and Rolex and, and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, their standing with the Better Business Bureau is very important as well. The experience and the comments we receive from passengers who have been to these ports in the past and have purchased from these stores, customer service is key. If a guest from any cruise line has an issue with something they bought in one of the stores, you know, our company, for example, takes care of all those customer queries and make sure that the uh, the guest is satisfied, you know, very, very quickly. So customer service is key uh, before anything, above all. Gotcha. Uh, I want to get some first-time port shopping tips from you, Bill. But before we get there, I have a couple of listener questions here. Jen from Houston asks, do purchases offer guarantees? Yes. Uh, all purchases that are that are offered through the shopping programs offer a guarantee of satisfaction, excluding uh, buyer's remorse or passenger negligence. So there is a, a blanket. It's almost like an insurance policy. So when you go ashore, you know that these stores will offer you a guarantee and you can shop, you know, with total confidence and and worry free in your uh, in each protocol. Keith from Baltimore asks, "What should cruise passengers avoid when doing port shopping?" There's many beautiful uh, opportunities for shopping in the ports of call. Uh, as a cruise guest, I would suggest staying with the stores that are that are on the map. Those are stores that have been um, vetted by us and uh, are offering you know guarantees of satisfaction and uh, you know great deals for the for the cruise guests. There are other good buys out there. Not to say they're not, but these are the stores that are, uh, you know, backed up by, by, by our company. So then back to Jen's question about the guarantees. Uh, does this guarantee, does it come with the purchase or do you have to buy this like a warranty? No, it's, a, it's automatically built in when you make a purchase from any of the stores on the program. We uh, automatically register your purchases. So within the time period after you buy it, it's a 30-day guarantee. Within that period, if you have any issues, then we take care of them for you. All righty. Well, in closing here, Bill, give us some first-time port shopping tips. Well, if you're a first-time cruiser and you're and you're and you're going to buy something, I mean, obviously diamonds are the most popular purchase in the Caribbean. Uh, number two, watches are an amazing buy in ports like you know Grand Cayman and St. Thomas and St. Martin and even in Cozumel. You know, uh, the the savings can be dramatic on brand name watches that you would normally find in the states. Uh, in the, in the Caribbean, there's a significant uh, savings. Diamonds, watches, local goods that you can find only in specific ports. For example, in Grand Cayman, Tortuga Rum is probably uh, one of the most popular souvenirs you could find anywhere uh, in the Caribbean. That's a great buy uh, in Grand Cayman. Other ports offer similar. Jamaica has uh, obviously um, Appleton Rum, which is actually made there on the island. So these are products that are indigenous to the islands and offer great savings and great memories of your cruise vacation to say, I bought this diamond in St. Martin. I bought this beautiful shirt and uh, T-shirt, for example, in uh, St. Martin. It all seems very Caribbean heavy. Uh, are there any deals to be had in Alaska or Europe? Yeah, in Alaska, there, there's quite a quite a few stores up there. Many of the same stores in the Caribbean have opened up in Alaska as well. Okay, But there's also a lot of great local stores. Local art in Alaska is an amazing buy. Gold is an amazing buy in Alaska. Uh, salmon, believe it or not. People buy salmon and they have it shipped back. Hmm. Uh, people go nuts for that. So uh, there's a lot of buys that are indigenous to the region. Even in Europe, you know, there are programs over there that, uh, you know, when you go to Italy, Murano glass is an amazing buy, for example. These are items that are indigenous, again, to these regions and uh, are very popular among the, the tourists and consumers. I think you answered our questions. We've been talking with Bill Panoff, president and CEO of PPI Group and editor-in-chief of Porthole Cruise Magazine. Bill, my friend, always good talking to you and look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much, Doug. It's a pleasure. This is Cruise Radio.
hearing your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.net. Like Kabir did, he's from Toronto, and he's host of the Kabir Show. Actually, if you haven't checked this out, you need to do it because it's a it's a very, very uh, – it's cruise with personality on YouTube. Uh, I'll just explain it like that. Welcome, Kabir. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, bud. You just returned from a seven-night Western Caribbean cruise on Norwegian Epic, and you're here to talk all about it. So before we get to the actual ship itself, let's take a step back and talk about what made you want to sail Norwegian Epic. Well, when we were looking to book, uh, there wasn't really a whole lot of variety because we booked two weeks before the ship sailed. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were really lucky to come across Norwegian Epic. Uh, we heard really interesting things about it. We heard the ship was different. We heard it was dynamic. It's the only type in its class. And uh, we thought, you know what? It's the largest ship we've ever done. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's move on to embarkation out of Miami. So you get to Port of Miami and you go to embark on Norwegian Epic. How was the em- uh, embarkation process? Well, you know what? We had an interesting scenario. We actually ended up having to fly into Fort Lauderdale, we lost a suitcase. Oh boy. Uh, so that was a whole ordeal. We went shopping and made it just as they were closing embarkation. So they pretty much closed embarkation around 2.30. We were there by about 2.20. It was a breeze. Curb to gangway in less than eight minutes. It was incredible. Nice. Whatever happened with the bag? Uh, it showed up in our first port. Oh, that's cool. Very good. Yeah. So uh, what were your first impressions of Norwegian Epic? First impressions, we boarded on Deck 6 Forward by the box office and Epic Theater. And I mean, when you walk in, uh, it's pretty much a two-story atrium that you walk into. It was beautiful. Uh, You can see above to Deck 7, we went right to our cabin, dropped off our bags, went up to Deck 15 to grab a bite at the Garden Cafe. And I mean, the ship was buzzing, right? Everybody's getting ready for sail away. uh, So it was gorgeous. When Norwegian Epic first came out in 2010, the ship got a lot of flack because of the way the staterooms were set up. So let me ask you, what kind of stateroom did you have and what were your impressions of the stateroom? Oh, we had the curved wall balcony stateroom. You know what? You walk into it uh, and there's there are a few weird things about it. Uh, I would say one of them would definitely be the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get the curved walls. The curved wall takes away from the real estate of the cabin, but it ends up making you it's the feeling it invokes and it ends up being a lot of fun. Uh, we kind of joked about it the whole voyage and it feels like you're in a modern space bubble is what <laughs> nice. I would describe it as. What did you think? Like the showers are huge, though. Oh, my God. They're he- they're gigantic. And not only that, the getting dressed area Mm -hmm. like if you just pull a curtain and it's incredible there's tons of space really great for traffic the sink is out there so somebody else can use the sink it's it's well laid out it really is you have a pretty awesome party in that shower i mean if you had like five or six people in there at least of course (laughs) if they're all fit it would be a good party the only thing i didn't uh like about the uh, norwegian epic cabins was the fact that the sink was kind of by the bed so if the water pressure was too high, you'd splash the person sleeping next to uh, the sink there. Luckily, that didn't happen. <laughs> but I can see how that would definitely be an issue. It was nice. I mean, it, it was it was good for traffic flow. Yeah, totally. So let's talk about dining on Norwegian Epic, because this ship pretty much revolutionized dining for Norwegian Cruise Line. Of course, you have the freestyle dining, but this ship has like 18 dining venues on it. So what were your impressions of the dining overall? This ship is just food central. Everybody says that about cruise ships, but I don't think they understand. <laughs> I mean, when you get onto Epic, you are in for the ultimate dining experience. Um, there's pretty much a restaurant everywhere you can turn, no matter what deck you're on, forward, aft, midship, it doesn't matter. Um, my favorite restaurant on board was La Cucina. And in fact, the main dining room, the Manhattan room, those mm. were the two best restaurants on board. Now, you have to be careful what you book because certain restaurants do have a cover charge. And uh, I would comment that the cover charges used to be nominal. They used to be 10 to $15 uh, on previous Norwegian ships that we had done. Now those cover charges have gone from starting at $15, ranging all the way up to about 
$5 a person. Uh, so, you know, be mindful because it does add up by the end of the voyage. Yeah. Um, Food-wise, chicken parmesan at La Cucina, absolutely incredible. I highly recommend it. Nice. Did you do any other specialty restaurants besides uh, La Cucina? <laughs> yes, we did. We did uh, quite a number. We ended up doing the tapenaki, which is oh, yes. always My our favorite. favorite. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they they did end up flinging a piece of chicken into my mouth, and I successfully <laughs> caught it. So I, I like to brag about that, but just saying. <laughs> Very nice. Now, Norwegian, because they have so many restaurants on board, they have a pretty cool system for booking. Uh, help explain uh, to the listeners. It's like a board with mm-hmm. little, like green, yellow, and red dots. Is that how it's set up? Yes. So pretty much they have three different categories. They have readily available, worth the wait, and filling up fast. Uh, so those boards are placed around the ship. You can find them pretty much on any main public area. Now, the nice thing is there are also other TVs in which you can book reservations for those restaurants, or you can go up to Deck 15 to, uh, just in front of the Garden Cafe, and there's somebody there taking reservations. So in terms of booking stuff, it's very, very advanced. Not your typical, I want to go here, let's call Type of, type of scenario. I know Royal Caribbean's having some flack right now with their dynamic dining. Did the dining seem to flow good to you and everybody get to go where they wanted to go? Yeah, the dining was, uh, I would say there are busy times. Uh, everybody gets to go where you want to go. It's just a matter of understanding what the busiest times are. I sure. mean, if you go right at seven o'clock, everybody's going to want to be going. So we ended up going at 530. And then if we wanted something to eat, we'd go after the rush at seven again. Nice. Which happened, which happened often. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, very good. Norwegian Epic also revolutionized Norwegian Cruise Line's uh, entertainment as well with the Broadway shows, the Cirque shows, the Blue Man Group and all everything included. Uh, did you check out any of the entertainment and what did you think about it? Oh my gosh. I have so many things to say about the entertainment. It was spectacular to say the least. Uh, Blue Man Group is probably the main pull to the Epic Theater and they are an incredible, incredible group. Um, it's pretty much... I don't even know if they have a genre. (laughs) They just do things like they mess around with paint. It's part comedy, part drama. They mostly talk with their eyes. It's like these alien people. Um, They're absolutely incredible. They also have the Legends show, which they have. I I think the celebrities do change. But on our voyage, we had uh, a Jimmy Buffett impersonator, an Adele impersonator and an Aretha Franklin impersonator. Absolutely incredible. I felt like I should get their autographs because those real people were in front of me. Um, Second City Entertainment, uh, especially uh, at Headliners Comedy Club, were second to none. Absolutely fantastic. They did have a murder mystery show, which I highly recommend as well. And that was in the Spiegel Tent, the very same venue where they have the Cirque Dreams and Dinner Show, which was incredible. That is probably the only must-see recommendation, I would say, to anybody boarding Norwegian Epic. That Cirque Dream show is incredible. Let's go to sea days because one thing that describes a ship is how it behaves on sea days with the passenger flow and all of that. So uh, what did you think of the sea days aboard Norwegian Epic? Well, you know, Doug, uh, the ship has quite a flow to it in the sense that you know that there are a lot of people with you. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, if I were to describe this ship uh, in one or in, in a couple words, it would be the eclectic sister. You never really know what, what you're in for. And that's a good thing because it keeps you on your toes. There's 
always somebody new to meet and traffic flow really isn't too much of a problem provided that you know where to go based on the time. I mean, if you're going to the Garden Cafe for lunch, it's going to be busy. Uh, Tons of things to do. Never, ever a dull moment on this ship. Uh, And that goes back to entertainment, but it also goes back to how many things you can do on your own. I mean, when I think about what I did, I did rock climbing. I went to all the parties. They have all sorts of activities hosted by the wonderful cruise staff. Um, But I do feel like uh, a large percentage of your enjoyment comes from those signature uh, brand name shows like the Blue Man Group and Second City. Sea days on Norwegian Epic are incredible. It's an experience like no other. It's what I can say. Very good. Uh, any first time tips for people who may be considering or who are sailing Norwegian uh, Epic? Definitely. This is not a normal cruise ship. I mean, if you're a first time cruiser, this is probably the best ship for you, I'd say, because you're not going into it with any preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say don't worry about the reservations too much. Um Whether you have a reservation or not, depending on the time that you go, it's really not a huge deal. They will make room for you. There's always a spot. I would also say um, not to go into it thinking that I expect... I expect this. I expect that the ship has its own expectations for you. <laughs> so, I mean, it's got personality and you need to take it in stride. This ship will embrace you as long as you embrace it. Um, and I would also say that the white hot party NCL signature party was amazing. <laughs> Spice H2O is the place to be every night. I would say nice. And your final thoughts. Final thoughts. Norwegian Epic is a fantastic ship. She's one of these mega. I think she's what fifth biggest in the world. Am I right? Sure. Something We're just going like to say that. that. Yeah. She she's such a personality. She's a hoot, and I would recommend her to anybody sailing in the Caribbean. Perfect for families. Um, I would say also perfect for couples. Uh, I'd say the there were a lot of older people on the ship as well, and they looked like they were having a great time. <laughs> <Nice>. So. <laughs> You know what? It pleased everybody. Very good. We've been talking to Kabir up in Toronto, host of The Kabir Show on YouTube. you got to check this out. We'll link to it in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. Also, uh, you've, you're publishing a video as well about this last trip, right? Uh, yes, I am about uh, my adventure on Norwegian Epic. It, it should be up on YouTube very, very shortly. So it's, you know what? Check it out. It's going to be fun. Great talking to you. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. Talk soon. All righty, that'll do it. If you want to find any of the resources mentioned in today's show, just head to the show notes, cruiseradio.net. Be sure to like us on Facebook, too, facebook.com slash cruiseradio. Also on Twitter and Instagram under the same name. Broadcasting from the insuremytrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.